for me to believe in a meltdown, a, a 20% plus drop in home values, we'd have to see something great depression, great financial crisis well, right. like happen to the economy. Or like a mass layoff. This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 275 of The Real Word. Word is up. And I'm going to be up, Nicole, for the summer. For the summer. With you and CT. You should be playing that music. What is it? School's out for summer? Was that Dazed and Confused? It is. Oh, I love that movie. Me too. That was a great movie. Good movie. Uh, I can't, I don't even think it's politically correct for me to say my favorite line from the movie, the Matthew McConaughey line, when he's mm -hmm. like leaning up against the wall and he says, mm -hmm. you know, makes that comment. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm thinking about? No, but I'm going to, oh. I'm now going to watch it this afternoon. He says, uh, no, don't say it if you don't want to say it. Yeah. It might, it might get me in trouble. If you know the uh, comment, but, oh. <laughs> or you know the quote. If, put it well, you may below. already get in trouble if people know what you're talking about. Well, I'm just thinking of a quote from a movie. I don't think you can make that movie today or many, many movies. All right. I don't think you can make many movies today. What you can make today is outrageous statements about the housing market. Elon Musk on Twitter this week, commercial real estate is melting down fast. Home values next. Okay. So he was replying to David Sachs, mm -hmm. uh, who was updating previous tweets from March and April of his own. His update uh, this week on the, that tweet thread was this update LA office towers are selling for less than the amount of debt on them. This is true for San Francisco and other big cities. Okay. Uh, he was re quote tweeting Matt Roberts, LA office towers have on average 230 in debt per foot. The only building to sell this year went for 154 per foot. That's a lot of water. LA's biggest landlord, the Canadian giant Brookfield has defaulted on more than a uh, billion dollars of loan this year. That, so there was a story last week I talked about it in the hot sheet on Bloomberg that went through LA's downtown on these office towers mm -hmm. and how much less they were either worth or selling for compared to the debt on them or what they had previously sold. The numbers were staggering. And this story is like David Sachs says, the story is true in San Francisco and many others uh, in that same Bloomberg, actually no, in a fortune piece last week, I'm sorry. There's a recent study that says office towers in New York City by 2029 are going to be worth 44% less than they are today. And so in big cities, I'm in agreement, office buildings are one of the worst assets you could be holding right now. It costs way too much. We've talked about this, Nicole, you and I, to take an office building and turn that back into residential. And then, you know, is that really, you know, the way offices are set up, is that really going to be that inviting for somebody to go and, and move into that without some real construction. And then those are going to all be luxury and, and so on and so forth. So th that's not the point. We know where office building is heading. It is melting down. Those values are dripping away, but Elon's quote saying home values are next. What do you consider a meltdown in values? You know, th these commercial real estate to me, that's a meltdown. 20, 30, 40% values going away right. overnight, meltdown for sure. What would you consider a housing value meltdown? Well, I would, I mean, in my mind, a meltdown would be exactly the same thing, right? I mean, same. if we're, if we're dropping by like 5%, you know, even 10%, I don't, I wouldn't consider that a meltdown. No. Um, but certainly, 
if he's calling if he's if we're truly comparing apples and apples i'm assuming that he would mean the same for the root for the for um for residential too that the meltdown that's what his meltdown is and i just can't even imagine that it would ever especially in our i can only speak about our area that it would ever decrease like that yeah so <clears throat> you know listen in the 2000s home values went up over 80 percent okay and that would be in really that's u.s home values went up over 80 percent then when the great financial crisis happened everybody hears about the 40 percent drop so they did melt down from a peak that was unsustainable right well because people couldn't afford them i don't know exactly. that we're necessarily talking about now, people not being able to afford but but that's the argument i think some who aren't as educated on this market obviously elon i would never say he was uneducated they, never no, i mean you i would, would never, never say test that. Elon in a lot of things but never but the current the state of the current u.s housing market is something i look at every single day i'm not looking how to get to mars uh although the the more you know you do read headlines you, you might want to go to mars someday but i don't know I like that's grass. beside you, you like the grass that's yeah. beside the point so looking at the housing market every single day you can't compare this to the great financial crisis and now the argument that people would make nicole is that home prices are getting so high that they're unsustainable that that people can't afford them yeah so right. new people coming into the market i get that but the current state of the market and i quote quote tw tweeted uh elon just to um kind of bring into perspective these these points that are happening in the market right now 42 percent of homes do not have a mortgage more than 85 percent of current mortgages are below six percent fixed so 85% of the 58% that do have a mortgage, they've got a much lower mortgage than you can get today being above 7%. Also this year, we're trending towards the all-time low in new listings. So after 10 years of not having enough inventory, we're compounding that problem, worsening right. the inventory crisis by not bringing new listings onto the market. So for me to believe in a meltdown, a 20% a plus drop in home values, We'd have to see something Great Depression, Great Financial Crisis well, right. like happen to the economy. Or like a mass layoff where people now can no exactly. longer afford what it is they currently can afford. That would be the thing. You'd have to have, we're right now at historic unemployment levels, right? 50 year low for unemployment. You'd have to see that jump up near double digits. Obama time unemployment levels coming out of that great when he when he took over it was like 11 percent. you'd have to see levels like that happen right now who knows maybe they could they're they're at 50 year all-time lows right now and a lot of people are still hiring so i don't know uh i don't i don't see home values dropping now people will take some one-off instances they'll say well well austin just dropped 10 percent last year or san francisco dropped 10% of values or Boise, Idaho did. And you've seen in places like Austin, for example, those home prices hit a 10% bottom. And now in the last couple months in the spring market are climbing back up. So a meltdown is to me, you you move past 10% and you keep yeah. pushing through the 20%. Well, and level. again, I mean, but I also think you have to look at, um, you know, not just, not just volume levels though, and it, we have to look at units level too. You know, obviously if you're, if you're down by inventory, you know, the amount of units that are selling could throw a little bit off on your, your average price too. But, um, 
yeah, no, I, I don't think there's a meltdown. I don't, I, again, 40% seems, seems crazy, especially like you're saying to, I mean, a, a lot of people entering the market now that I'm seeing are like, is a lot, there's still a lot of cash out there. There's still a lot of cash. Be the better agent. Everyone is telling you what to do. And we actually show you how to do it. That's in our BAM X community where we have BAM X courses every single month from our internal team. We have live streams and a Facebook community where we are sharing things that is nowhere to be found on the internet. We'll have massive discounts on all of our BAM creator courses. Join BAMX today using discount code REALWORD to get 10% off the annual subscription. Use the code REALWORD to get 10% off your BAMX subscription, the annual subscription today. Bye. I mean, as we're recording this, there's a headline on CNBC. Home price declines may be over. And this is because S&P case Schiller just came out with March's number. So now for two months straight, month over month, February, March, the gold standard case Schiller says that home prices have gone up after, you know, a seven month, month over month decline when, when uh, interest rates went up. So after seasonal adjustment prices increased nationally 0.4% in March compared with February, uh, the 10 city composite gained 0.6% and a 20 city composite rose 0.5%. But um, now Kay Schiller is saying that you could potentially see home prices continue to go up into 2025. And, and that mostly has to do with how little inventory we have, certainly in the affordable price category. So yeah, I don't know. This, this, it's a convenient thing to say when you're not looking at it every single day, but I, I don't think home values are anywhere close to melting down. Yeah, I well would... I would agree that office values are going to continue to melt down because people just don't want to work from the office anymore. Right. For sure. Not saying that's good or bad, but yeah. Well, and Elon likes he he's, he likes shock value too. So there's like lots of comments value. underneath. I know you do. What was your favorite comment? No, there were it, there was there wasn't a favorite comment. It's just. It looks like everybody comes out of the woodwork when Elon makes a tweet and and throws in their two cents somewhere one lady was talking about a, a a boxed home that are on the rise and i just it's all very interesting and you learn a lot somebody says not in florida things have leveled off but uh have barely dropped we know in the northeast connecticut <clears throat> home prices haven't come down case Schiller right. says nationally they're going up uh i mean some of these comments are wild they're wild they're Autonomous wild. cars will render distance less important and drive down just, peak costs. Just, Autonomous cars are a little while away. Listen, I've got a Tesla. I love my Tesla. Elon did a great job. I'll never own another car besides an electric car. Yeah. But I could tell you it, it isn't close to driving me all over without me paying attention. It's not close yet. Have you tried? Eh, I've given it a shot. Oh my God. I would never. I've given it a shot. It's like giving my 16 year old the keys to her car. She have a car? Yeah. Scary. You bought her a car? For her birthday. Where'd you get her? <laughs> it was my father-in-law's. It's a, a, a 2007 uh, Chevy Impala. Nice. What was your oh, first car? Shit. I had a Peugeot. A, it was a gold Peugeot. Never heard of that. Yeah, it was the most beautiful. It was my dream car. I wanted it forever. Um, yeah, so they she got my I father-in-law's. Uh, Impala. I, <laughs> it's like a big old boat going down the road. It's the best thing. Yeah, that's She's a big car. Like, I had a big car. 
She's definitely not rolling around in a BMW or I feel like all the kids these days have uh, Wranglers. The amount of Wranglers on the road is like, oh my gosh. Yeah. They're all over the parking lot at the high school. Yeah. I like a big car for your first car. Yeah. So she's going to be pimping around in this big black Impala. It's the same. It was, it was born the same year she was. So there you go. Age together. It was was perfect. She's happy. I'm happy. And she got a new job. She just got it. She just got employed over the weekend too. So. We're really making strides in our lives. But anyway, I had something in the 90s was a Mercury Sable. Uh, a Sable? Was, a big... was it Sable. like that? I feel like the, those merc- Mercuries were like that green color. Was yeah, it green? It was the green seal. Exactly <laughs> it. With the uh, tan interior. It was huge. Oh my God. Those, and they were the same as, I feel like they were, wasn't Toyota. Was it Toyota? There was a Toyota that was similar to those too. Yeah. But, yeah, oh, the good old days. Yeah, we had sobs up here and where we lived. A lot of people, uh, you, we, we called them snobs. Everyone drove around their snobs. You were in a much snobbier town than I grew up Definitely in. Definitely so. a little bit more bougie, but. All right. Anyway. Well, good, good luck to all the 16-year-olds out there on the road. Don't, yeah. don't put it through a telephone pole like I did with my first car. Please don't. No. All right. All right, <laughs> off of the Elon stuff. Well, let, this, let one, this one nicely, this one, this one leads nicely in though. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We're talking about inventory. And let us know what your first car was. I'd love to know. All right. So real estate agents wonder if inventory levels will ever return to normal. Okay. So the pandemic definitely changed the real estate market. Todd Alperin, a Better Homes and Garden uh, real estate agent in Southern New Hampshire, said coming into the pandemic, we had low inventory environment. We had it for, you know, it's kept getting worse because of uh, the building for the last 10 years and the pandemic intensified the inventory shortage and it has really created major housing issues for the market. According to Mike Simonson, the president of Altos Research, to see housing inventory fall throughout February as it has this year is pretty in- unusual because usually you get that uptick in inventory in February, right. in March, April, May Yep. as the spring market takes hold. We haven't seen that. Okay, we- We've seen it continue to go down. We know that new listings are trending. Uh, towards their lowest level ever. Inventory is falling pretty quickly now, which is a, which is really a surprise. My expectation that is if rates stay higher in the sixes or sevens for a few years over that time, we'll get a bit more inventory each year and we'll work our way back to normal. That if, that if uh, in, interest rates stay higher, mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. that that's a weird comment because Very weird. <clears throat> if interest rates stay higher, I would I would expect you'd continue to see people sit on their well, great rate and not un- move. Unless he's saying that because the rates get so high, things will probably sit on the market. So naturally things won't maybe sell and then inventory will, will gradually but, increase. That's the only thing that I could think of that that even means. I guess, but you actually nailed it earlier. You said it would take mass layoffs. That's what it will take. <clears throat> for inventory right now in the next two, three years to come onto the market. It's going to take a major disruption in the job market, meaning a lot of your friends, a lot of your family members will lose their job. If you want high inventory in real estate market and lower prices, it means a lot of the people you love and care for are going to be out of a job, collecting unemployment and trying to get a job at 70 or 60% of what they were being paid prior. That's what it means to have high inventory and lower real estate prices. So take your pick. Right. 
do you want to go to Thanksgiving this year and be eating out of a can and be depressed because everybody around you? I know out a lot of, of people can. do like those. The what's the stuff out of the can people like? The Jello. Uh, the Jello? What the, are you talking the red, about? The red uh, like cranberry sauce. Cranberry. The cranberry. What? Oh my lord! <laughs> Looks like Jello. We're skipping over the turkey and going right to cranberry sauce. You know, you might not have a turkey. I thought you were talking about spam it, at first. It, I was if, like, all right. I mean, if people want high inventory. Right. And low real estate prices. You oh, may not have a turkey come this Thanksgiving. Well, that's just it too. I mean, everyone's like, oh, I'm going to wait till the prices drop. Like, do you want the prices to drop? Like, don't like, don't you want a bright and prosperous future? Like, even if you buy now, don't, wouldn't you, don't you want to see it increase? Yeah. Last four decades, home prices have gone up every single decade over 30%. And so it's going to happen again this decade. Or, I mean, I know we're already up almost 40%. It's just going to happen. And for you to get some big meltdown, like we talked about before, or even a lot of inventory, because everybody's sitting on these low interest rates, it's going to take an economic meltdown that then leaks into real estate. Uh, Housing Wire's lead analyst, Logan Motoshami, added, for almost 10 years now, inventory has slowly been falling lower and lower because people get a house with a fixed mortgage. And over time, their income typically increases, but their shelter costs remains the same. So it becomes a really good deal for them and even a better deal when it's two and a half percent, right? Inventory is higher than it was last year, but we are working from all time lows. The way that inventory will grow is if mortgage rates stay high enough for long enough and homes take longer to sell. So he's on the same you know, boat as Simonson from right. Altos Research, where it's mm -hmm. like you get 7% that just sits there year after year after year. Eventually, buyers there's not going to be enough buyers anymore they're going to tap out inventory right. sits but i i just think people will take their homes off the market in that scenario and i know logan has said it many times too what you said which is where you'd have to see people start to lose their jobs now if interest rates stay high for a long extended period of time that could be you, you know an indication that people are going to be laying off if the fed continues to keep rates high that you know, businesses won't have as much money to invest, which means that over time they'll have to lay off. And so we'll see what happens. There's supposedly a debt deal coming this week. And if that comes to fruition, maybe we'll be able to breathe a sigh of relief and, and avoid uh, an economic collapse. All right. The All collapse right. of the agent could be coming. Uh oh. A lot of people ask Tom Ferry that. So racket number three, let's react. To this Tom Ferry question about what AI and all this stuff's going to do to the agent. This is a question I get all the time. And in my opinion, the answer is, of course, yes, not just as I'm biased, but I think about it this way. No different from a robot that might be able to perform the surgery a little bit better or be a little more precise than the actual surgeon. The surgeon is going to be there to make sure that everything is right. That could be the role of a real estate professional 30 or 40 years from now, where maybe AI and a robot is doing a lot of the mundane tasks, the, the sort of industrialization of a real estate transaction. Maybe that's not going to be done by you anymore. But what is going to be done by you is the conversations with the client, right? It's the guiding of the customer. It's looking into their eyes and seeing their emotion and making sure that you have the empathy and the ability to connect with them and help them make good decisions. The actual sausage making of the transaction, you're not going to be involved with. All that's going to be gone. It's going to be you and the client. And that is always going to be our place. You and the client, the people that are talking and consulting and really digging into those I like conversations. It. No more sausages. We're not making sausages anymore. 
No, I mean, geez, the amount of sausage I've made in the last decade plus. Yeah. Blow your mind, Nicole. Blow, your, blow my mind. A lot of sausage now. Uh, yeah. And I think, you know, you've seen this with the top 10, 20% of agents and teams across the country where they're not really spending a lot of their time in the sausage anyways. They're, they're spending their time in front of clients, in front of consumers, in front of home shoppers. And they are either outsourcing or bringing in inside, you know, into their internal team, you know, the administrative work, the administrative work is going to be the big disruptor, right? And so right. that will be disrupted in a big way with AI. But now here's the other part of it, that agent who just relies on the low hanging fruit, the deal that's easy to do because they were able to go and unlock a lockbox because they pressed accept on showing time, that's all gonna get automated as well. Okay, the, the ability, ability for AI to answer questions, hey, what are the taxes on this? Right. Uh, what's good, the insurance gonna be on this? Yep. Can I see the home between 12 and four tomorrow? AI, 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 okay, I'd like to see it at 2.30. AI, here's the, you know, put your license, show the home. So we're talking no agent, now I've seen the home, okay? Now I'm interested in the home. Now agent steps in. And so for those agents that don't like that, you know, negotiation uh, process, the conversation after conversation, after text message, after text message mm -hmm. of positioning the deal of just, of just getting ready to strategize how they're going to do the move and what they're going to need and the connections they're going to need to make this move happen. And all of these little minutia details about the community the agents that don't like that and just like to lean into the easy deal lockbox contract fillable forms go go to inspection those agents are going to be out of a job and the agents that like to have a lot of conversations that actually like people are going to be the ones that continue to move forward nicole your take no, I 100% agree. I, I guess I kind of, I disagree a little bit on, I do, I, I do like going to showings. I think that a lot of things can be figured out at that showing. I think a lot of the conversations that you're saying are going to happen afterwards happen at the house, how we're, how we're going to approach a show or, or an offer or, Hey, what are the things in this house that, you know, could help us negotiate the price down? I mean, I do think that there's a huge value. I, I agree with you in terms of setting up the showing and that, you know, anybody can open up a door, although I I sometimes think that that's the hardest part of our job is just getting a damn lockbox open. But um, at the end of the day, I think that there is still a huge value being at the house. Again, I was just showing a house over the weekend and like we were able to have conversations with the neighbors and there were so many things that were, you know, we were able to walk the neighborhood because it was a beach community. So there's so many things that are happening there too. But at the end of the day, yes, I mean, that's where our value is, is helping them feel comfortable with the purchase, having them feel comfortable with the process, but also alleviating a lot of that stress. I mean, we're not saying it's going to be an easy move, but, you know, obviously we're here to give them the resources that they need in order to make it as easy as possible. Agree that you, Nicole White, have a lot of value on a showing. I just think that those are going to be the agents that are left. Yeah. And well, because, I, I wish you, they were the only agents sometimes currently know, but, out there. But, but you, you said you when you started the comment, you said I enjoy being at the showing, talking about yourself. Yes. Not every buyer enjoys agents being at the showing. Right. A, yeah. a lot of buyers do, and a lot of buyers see the value in that. 
but not every buyer. Okay. And so yeah. th this is where that, that AI is really going to disrupt that area, that, that segment. No, I of agree. The I, I, I think the problem though, I think the buyers that don't want an agent to be there just haven't had a good experience with a trusted ally. So they think that with an agent being there, it's going to be this, you know, sort of that they're not going to be on their side. Yeah. You know, I think, I think that's the, that's the biggest mind shift too, is like meeting the right agent, trusting the right agent where like now you depend on them to be at the showing because you now understand their value. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. I think what we talked about last week, and if you missed last week's real word, go check it out where there are less agents in the business. That is something that you've got to watch out for. That's something that as AI takes over, you know, NAR better watch out for it. I don't think if you're an agent listening to this, you probably don't have to watch out for it. You're going to be fine. But NAR should watch out for it because you're probably going to go from a million and a half to 900,000 agents and you might not get back up over a million in the new world. So, right. Um, agree with agree TF, agree with yeah, you. Always yeah. agree with TF. Yeah. A lot of good points. Let us know what you think in the comments. And uh, next week, Nicole will be doing the show together. I know. And every week going forward for a bit. As long as the new house doesn't blow up, oh I'll be there for the Lord. summer. Jesus Christ. But you think it'll be good to go? You're welcome. Thank you, Nicole. <laughs> Nicole has been working tirelessly on my new Connecticut house. and It's going to be great. It's great right now. It's great it's right, right now. now. Yep. We'll see you on Saturday. I'll see you up there. It's exciting. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Keep it real. See you guys. <laughs>